Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, February 28th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Jalapeno. And if you feel so inclined to do so, hit me up on there with any questions, comments, and concerns you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. And another, this is the third consecutive week where I've done kind of a a special guest Friday. I've actually done Thursday and Friday for all three weeks of the pod, having different guests on. And today I'm being joined by the co-editor of the site that many Padres fans are probably familiar with, uh, Friars on Base, Jake Mastriani. How you doing, man? Hey, Javier. Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy the show. You actually first reached out to me when I first got started getting the show going, and I really appreciated that. So this is really cool to have you on the podcast. What I wanted to do today is kind of, because I'm not as well-versed, per se, in the world of spring training, I guess, is to put it to put it lightly. What do you think are some areas that the Padres need to, or that fans should be looking out for when it comes to spring training and like what pros? What's the what's like the prospect talk going right now? Yeah, so I mean, really for spring training, I mean that's that's mostly what it's about from a, a fan's perspective. I mean, we know about the regulars and who's going to be there, and and a lot of those guys that know that they got a spot on the team, they're just getting their work in. So I don't really even pay attention to a lot of that stuff. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not really going to be watching Manny Machado or or even Chris Paddock or Fernando Tatis Jr. You know, those aren't the guys I really focus on. It's it's fun to see them out there, but you know, they're on the team. I'm not really, I know what they can do. So yeah, you're right. A lot of, a lot of the spring training is just looking at some of the young guys, getting to see, uh, get your eyes on them and see what they can do. And, you know, really those are the guys who are, are trying to impress. Those are the guys who are, are really trying to do something in spring training. So it's where a lot of, of my focus goes. So when I'm watching spring training games, you know, the ones that are actually on TV, you know, that's what, what I'm looking for. Absolutely. I talked about this on Wednesday, actually, where like, I've always been very, I don't want to say dismissive of spring training, but like you said, it's not, I'm not going to freak out if Fernando Tatis starts like 0 of 15 with four strikeouts. Like it's kind of whatever. There's been too many times, I think, in my opinion, that we've been shown that those guys you already know are going to be on the team. Spring training isn't a good indicator of how good their season is going to be from a, from a whole. Right. Yeah. Especially hitters too. Because, Mm -hmm. well, either really because, I mean, sometimes it's better and pitchers are going up there and they're just working on one pitch. They may go up there and throw nothing but fastballs. And, you know, you may know that and be sitting up there and and just tee off on it because, you know, that's what they're throwing because that's what they're working on that day. So it's really it's really hard to judge or evaluate, especially results in spring training. For a lot of the veterans, it's more about just seeing them healthy. You know, in the case of Tatis, you know, seeing them out there, seeing them healthy and, and looking you know, like he's ready to go. That's all I'm worried about. I don't care if he goes over 50 in spring training. He's going to be there at shortstop on opening day. You know, the same mm-hmm. for Machado and some of the other veterans. Let's talk about people who aren't the the veterans, I guess. Let's talk about who have you had your eye on? What players do you think have been the most intriguing to watch so far? You know, there's a couple of names that I, I've really been watching. Probably my two favorite are, are Gabriel Arias and Jake Cronenworth. Arias is somebody who, you know, had a big 2019 hitting over 300 at, at high A, 17 home runs, which is a, a huge year. And he's somebody that I think could really, you know, shoot up the prospect rankings if he falls that up with another or with a good 2020 season. 
man, I've really been impressed by him. Haven't seen much with the with the mm-hmm. bat. Uh, one of the games that was on TV, I saw him spray a hit to opposite field, but but not really any big contact. But what I was impressed with was uh, his his arm strength at shortstop. Of course, you know Tatis has that position on lock, but some debate or discussion: who's going to be the shortstop long term? Is it B. Arias when he comes up? You know, do they do they move Tatis if Arias shows that he's the better shortstop defensively? And like I said, in the one game that I watched him, he made three plays uh, that I was really impressed by and really showed off the arm and showed me that he has the, the arm and the range to stick at shortstop. So, you know, I was impressed by that. And he does have a couple of hits in, in five at-bats, obviously very small sample size. But I, I've enjoyed watching him, and he's somebody I'll continue to keep an eye on throughout spring and, and see how he does. You know, he's probably still – you know, a year, maybe more away, but but really excited to see him. And then Cronenworth's a guy that I've really been high on since they since the Padres traded for him this offseason. I've heard a lot of good things about him from, from scouts and other publications that he's just a really solid player. And we've seen him uh, at several positions. I saw him at shortstop make a couple good plays in spring, and uh, he's, he's got a couple of, of hits. So, you know, really like Cronenworth, I think he has a really good chance of making this team because he's so versatile. He has a good bat. So I really like like him. And then the other one that's gotten a lot of publicity here lately is, is Edward Olivares. Uh, yeah, he has the most hits of anybody in spring training right now. He's, he's five of seven, I believe. <laughs> so, I mean, he's just obviously off to a, a great start. And he's somebody that, you know, he had a, a really quietly good 2019 season i don't think a lot of people realize it i mean he hit 283 in double a with 18 home runs so i don't think he's going to make the team out of spring training but you know if he shows enough here and and there's a need in the season i think he could be one of the first names called up and he's already on the 40-man roster i believe so wouldn't be that big of a deal to to get him on the roster so it's mm-hmm. one to to keep an eye on if he if he keeps up at that pace you know it's going to be it's going to be yeah. hard uh, to keep him off the team, but, you know, obviously small sample sizes as with all these, we're not even a week through first round of games, but um, it's definitely been, been impressive so far. So I'd say those three guys really have, have been the ones that I've been watching and the ones that I've been impressed by. Nice, man. I agree. It's, it's, there's, there's so many kind of storylines with the Padres. Cause I feel like they're a team that right now there's like those five or six spots. That's what I talked about on Wednesday. They're not, I don't want to say up in the air, but there's definitely some some talk about it. And there's not, especially when it comes to the whole outfield situation, I feel like center field is kind of a question mark. And then they just signed Brian Dozier. So people are wondering, is it going to be him or Profar or guys like Ty France? And who do you, what are, what are some other areas that you think that the Padres need to look into, I guess, as a whole? Wink, like wink, as wink, like from or... position battles, what do you think is the most, if you had to like select one position, that you think is the most important for them to monitor and to get right, what would you say that would be? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say it's probably center field. You know, I've gone on the record saying in some of my articles on on, Friars on base that I I don't think there's a true center fielder on the team. It seems like they're trying to push Trent Grisham that way. And I just, I don't view him as a center fielder. Oliveira is somebody, you know, who we just talked about, he has time in center field. He spent most of his time last year in a corner spot. So I don't I don't know enough about, you know, his defense to say whether or not he could stick in center field. But again, if he keeps hitting like that and showing, you know, the bat that he has and, and, and they believe that he can do it, then 
perhaps that's a way for him to get on the field. But I think center field is the most important position battle to watch, you know, the mm-hmm. rest of the way. Uh, just because center field is an important position. I mean, it's the, you know, the quarterback of, of the outfield. You need somebody there who can handle the position. And, you know, I, I'm looking at the guys now on the on the 40, man, and I just I don't see anybody that can do that. Franchi Cordero is obviously somebody that they hope can do it, but I, I think he's more of a corner outfielder. Again, I'm just I'm having trouble seeing a true center fielder right, on right. this team right now. So that's the one that worries me the most. And I know they brought in Juan Lagares as a possibility. I don't really see that happening. Who are you going to knock off the 40 man for him? So that's the position that that worries me the most. The other one would obviously be second base, but I think there's some better options there that that something's going to work out there. But uh, yeah, center field's the the main one for me. Center field for sure. I think I've seen a lot of people, a lot of Padres fans too, that are, you know, questioning. While I enjoyed the acquisition of Emilio Pagan and really strengthening the bullpen, it is also true that. The bullpen was solid already, and the counter is basically you made something that was already great better, but you sacrificed a position that you didn't necessarily have a lot of depth with. It's it's this interesting kind of dichotomy there where we have to really just see how that pans out, and I don't know for sure if the Padres know what they're doing. Do you think that – I've been saying this on the podcast for a while. Do you think that there's a trade that A.J. Preller is still waiting to make? You know, that's, you know, that's been the question for a couple of months now, you know, is he still got that one in his pocket he thinks going to happen and it gets into the spring training like this and it's just really hard to pull off something of significance. You know, every team is they're they're ready to try it out with their guys to see what they have. It's really hard to not go into the season and at least see what you have in your own guys before making a big move. I mean, it's hard to see him doing anything major before the season starts, but AJ Preller's always working on something. You know, that I have mm-hmm. no doubt of. You know, whether or not something goes down, he's always working on something and, and working, you know, some angle. So it's certainly possible, but it, it just it doesn't seem likely at this point. Yeah, I agree, man. And from my perspective, it's funny because Preller is I kind of compare him to Sam Presti of the Oklahoma City Thunder, where he's very good at just or it just has a knack for acquiring, making these big blockbuster trades. And also for, if something doesn't work out, being able to reset somehow. You know, they had that one year where they had Matt Kemp and Justin Upton and uh, somebody else that they ended up getting. I, I forgot what the trade exactly was that they made for this. I think they got... They got Craig Krimble, Craig Kimbrell the yeah, one year Yeah, Craig too, Kimbrell that one year. Yeah, they, right, right, right. And I think they got Tatis out of the the trade where they gave away Kimbrough, I think it was, and, and somebody else, but I don't have the, the the trade actually on my on my notes at the moment. But he's he's very good at like kind of shooting for it and then resetting. Like I don't know how he, he does that exactly. It's really been interesting to watch. But on that note, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. And when we get back, I actually want to ask your opinion on just what are you looking forward to regular season as a whole and just what are you expecting? Stay tuned guys. You're listening to the Lockdown Padres podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And we're back, everybody, here on the Lockdown Padres podcast, talking with my friend Jake here, editor, writer, Padres fan extraordinaire, having a lot of fun talking spring training and what to look forward to and just everything about the Padres, some good old nerdy Padres talk. But now we were talking about what's going on now and we've been talking about, does Preller have anything in his back pocket? Does he have anything planned? But now I want to ask you, just from a general perspective and overall insight what are you expecting from the Padres 
in the regular season this year? I'm expecting a competitive team. I really am. I mean, 500 should be the the floor for this team or right around there. You know, sometimes in the last month, month and a half of a season, you know, once you see you're out of it, sometimes wins and losses don't mean as much. And so you can see your record tank a little bit. But I expect this to be a competitive team into, you know, hopefully into early September. I, I think I predicted them, you know, around 83, 86 wins. And that's what I see most projection sites have them as but this is it's this has to be a a step forward season like you were talking about before the break i mean preller has a knack for for going for it and then not figuring out a way he 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 can't figure out a way out of this he has to go for it Uh, i mean in some ways his job is on the line this season so you know we have to see improvement this year and i expect improvement i mean i expect bounce back years for a, a lot of guys you know i think you know, I think Manny Machado is going to be better. Hosmer and Will Myers have to be better. <laughs> you know, well, they can't be. Much that's worse the thing. They have to be better. better. Who knows if they will be? Hosmer um, is, oh man, he's, I talked about this the other day. He is the epitome of a guy who, at least on the surface, I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on the guy, but the epitome of that dude who just really had a contract year. And just after that, just completely kind of fell off the map. Yeah. I mean, you look, you look at it and it's hard not to, agree with that i mean he had a huge 2015 season cashed in and has not been anywhere near that since joining the padres but at some point you just gotta hope the pride factor kicks in and and you know he he turns it on and at least becomes you know a, a two-war player you know just give us something <laughs> a um, two-war player that's that's where we're at right now yeah i mean but i but i don't know i, I and obviously if tatis can stay healthy all year i don't know that he can keep up with the pace that he was on last year was pretty incredible but you know even just being a a great player doing what we think he'll do be a huge boost so and while i'm not sure of who the center fielder is going to be again the outfield has to be better than it was last year it was just a, a train wreck last year and just with tommy Pham being there and hopefully he's healthy fingers crossed but mm-hmm. if he's healthy just that alone is going to make the outfield better so it, it's exciting exciting time to be a padres fan i think the rotation is going to be good and hopefully we'll get even better once you know gore and possibly patino come up later this year mm-hmm. so i mean it's, it's an exciting time i'm not expecting playoff run or even for them to make the postseason but for me if they can get it into september and still have a shot at a at a wild card maybe scare the dodgers a little bit that'll be a, a successful season for me and that's kind of what i'm expecting and hoping for i think that a lot of his you know my big thing with the padres is there's a lot of guys on here where it's just it's not totally inconceivable that they perform better like granted hosmer is kind of on the the downturn i mean for i mean i'm just looking at his numbers right now his last season in kansas city batted 318 with a 385 on base and then first year of that contract 253 and then 322 like that's just you hate to see it (laughs) you know what i mean it's just it's really rough but even guys like myers i mean who myers is kind of a defensive liability i feel like at this point but and and hosmer too for that matter but it's not i i just feel like there's so many guys even manny machado which we've i've been pro machado for a long long time even even during the rough times when there was kind of anti machado time type of spiels going on he's a guy who still did pretty good last year and I think that kind of happens sometimes, actually. I feel like guys on that first year of a contract, maybe they it's either going to be like below expectations or super, super above them. So I'm just 
I'm expecting kind of a regression to mean for him. And he's just, even if he doesn't, I mean, bottom line is he's still going to be like a four, five war offensive player. And then his defense is just going to be awesome. I was wondering, Jake, do you have like a, 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 I don't know how to put this, like a a team that you're looking forward to playing most? Do you have a storyline you're looking forward to happening the most? No, I mean, I'm probably looking forward to playing the Diamondbacks the most for whatever Mm. reason, just because I honestly thought that they were going to to tear it down and rebuild this off season. And and mm-hmm. that next thing I know, they're they're signing Bumgarner and trading for Marte, who I thought the Padres should have traded for. Yeah. And you know, now all of a sudden they're a a, a real threat. It was looking like it's just going to be the Padres and the Dodgers really going for it in the West this year. And now the the Diamondbacks are in there. So I'm really hoping we just put our our feet on their their throat early and kind of kill their their will. But I mean, other than that, I mean it's I mean, the obvious answer, I guess, there is the Dodgers. I mean, they are the 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 crown of the NL West and have been for what six six years now, I believe, six yeah. or seven straight years. So, uh, I mean, it's it's going up against them. You gotta you want to be the big dog. You got to take down the big dog. So, you know, all of those matchups, I'm I'm hoping to see us play, you know, competitive with a with an edge and a, a chip on our shoulders to, to to try and knock them off. So. You know, really just, you know, those division rivals, I think, are going to be a lot of fun. And to be competitive in them and uh, show some fight, show that we're here and, and just not going to lay over and just let them take the division. That's what I, I'm hoping for. It's really exciting times. I'm looking forward to it. It's a shame. I kind of wish that the Padres were were playing the Astros this year. That would have been a lot of fun. I feel like everybody wants to take a swing at the Astros now. Um, yeah. As far as a player, I, I guess you could say Mookie Betts. You know, since oh, he yeah. went to the yeah. Dodgers, and you know, we all thought here for a while that you know he was coming to the Padres. So I mean, that's, absolutely, that'll be fun. What was, you know, seeing what him. was your reaction to hearing that news? It, it wasn't surprising. I mean, the Padres mm-hmm. Red Sox trade never really made sense to me. It didn't make sense from a Red Sox standpoint to do that deal. You know, why would they take on money when they're trying to to get rid of money? You know, especially once the Dodgers, you know, said that they were going to take on price too. It was just, it was a done deal at that point. There's nothing that Preller yeah. could have done. So, I mean, it, it wasn't surprising to me. I would have loved to have Mookie. Obviously, that would have given to the center fielder that, that I think we, we need. Even though I think it would have been a one-year thing, I, I didn't see us re-signing him. But it would have been fun. It would have made it exciting. And it would have made the Padres, you know, serious playoff contenders. You know, I still think they have a shot at it, but would have probably put him over the top. So uh, it, it was fun to talk about and, and think about, but, you know, I never thought it was that realistic. Yeah, for sure, man. With that being said, looking forward to the rest of the season. Jake, I had a lot of fun on the call. I hope you did too. It was really great talking to Biden stuff. I'm always down to talk about this stuff. You know, yeah, it's, thanks it's, for it's really just on. a blast. I appreciate it. It is fun. For sure, man. You want to, you know, get out your plugs while you have the chance? Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, uh, make sure you check us out at uh, Friars on Base. Uh, got a lot of... Uh, daily content coming out there uh, on the site. Be sure. updating everything throughout spring training, and then you can follow me on Twitter at Shortstop Ball. Obviously, be tweeting out a lot of Padre stuff throughout the season. So go over there and check us out. And with that being said, that does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Still making that joke. Remember, subscribe to the pod wherever you get your pods from. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. Don't be scared off by the anime avatar I have. I swear I'm not one of those troll-like type people. And give me any comments or concerns that you might have. And until next time, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies, and take care.